Welcome to another episode of the Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss a doctor getting suspended for using expired medications, Michigan hospital workers trying to negotiate contracts, and a significant increase in mental health medicines in Missouri. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 121 for the week of January 24th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Kaylee McDevitt. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is T40.218 or other animal type phobia. Wow. There's a lot of phobias, Kaylee, but there's a lot of phobias that aren't like official phobias. You know what I mean? This feels like one of them. This feels unreal. This feels absolutely unreal. <laughs> I don't think that that one, there's one that's like all the rage in, uh, in, the, in the social media space, and it's called tripod phobia, and you're afraid of holes. I don't think that's an official phobia. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I have no idea. I'm personally afraid of like deep depths. Like that's a thing mm-hmm. if you're in the middle of the ocean. Oh, yeah. That's thalassophobia. Yeah, Do you know I'm every phobia? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. I've, uh, I think I have that fear too. I don't have the fear like when I like see videos of people swimming. I have the fear when I'm like in, hmm. in the ocean, deep in the ocean. Although I've never been really deep in the ocean. Now, I want to say that this, none of these phobias relate to the phobia at hand, which is one deals, that deals with animals. But we all know the phobias that exist with the animals. There's the arachnophobia. There's a fear of butterflies that I didn't know existed. I, I, I'm scared of, like, have you, like, looked at their eyes? Yeah, they're kind of messed up looking. They're cute looking, but they're also, like, if you zoom in on them, it's like, whoa. Yeah, but just their face, like their wings are really beautiful, like their bodies. It's just the eyes. Mm -hmm. It's It's called lepidopterophobia. Lepidopterophobia. There we go. Got it. There you go. I'm never going to say that word again. So anyways, let's get into it. First up, we have Rhode Island doctor suspended. The Rhode Island Department of Health has suspended a local doctor's license to practice medicine. It began with an anonymous complaint to RDOH in November of 2021 that explained the doctor was using expired medications and was mixing old solutions with Botox. The complaint asked the investigators to visit unannounced so the doctor could not hide the expired medicine. Inspectors who had made an announced visit in response to a complaint the previous year found no expired medications. On December 2nd, 2021, investigators from RIDOH made unannounced visits to two locations of America's Vein Center, where Burgess runs his business, or the doctor, who we didn't introduce, but his last name is Burgess, so that's okay, sending teams of inspectors to offices in East Gingrich and in Lincoln. Health department records show inspectors found at least 50 expired medications and medical supplies at the Lincoln location, including some that expired as far back as 2009 as well as some expired medications like ketamine that are controlled substances. Whoa. So I guess this guy, I mean, that's kind of like the worst case scenario if you're a patient. You go to a doctor to seek services and he's just like, hey, you know, I'm going to prescribe this to you. And and as a matter of fact, to make it more convenient for you, I have some in in my medicine cabinet. Um, I can just give you some off the, off the, off the over the counter if you want i feel like that would be very convenient but i also feel like obviously that's 
I mean, why wouldn't you turn that down? Number one, if you're a patient and then number two, I mean, it's very scary if the actual medications were expired. Well, not just that. I mean, mixing it with Botox, these people are already, That's true. you know, going there, trying to improve how they look. And then he's just, he's, he's just mixing everything that he can. He's just making, he's like a little, he's like an alchemist, you know, a malpractice alchemist. But these shortcuts have long-term and short-term consequences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't, I want, I don't, I mean, Botox, I didn't even think about that. I remember saying it, but I don't, it didn't even cross my mind while we were discussing this, but Botox, mixing solutions with Botox, that just sounds like bad news. That just sounds like an infection waiting to happen. Yeah. Like I, I, when I want to go get Botox, I expect the medications and Botox to be up to date. And that's, that's I expect fine. Botox. <laughs> I don't expect I, I, a cocktail of, of liquid, uh, I guess, improvement substance. I don't know what, what Botox is necessarily classified as. Yeah, I have no idea. But either way, you know, I want top tier. I don't, I don't yes. need these expired medications. Ketamine, what is that? You don't know what ketamine is? It's a horse. No, I do. Part. I do know what ketamine is. But I'm <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know that Botox is actually toxic already? Maybe that's why it has tox in it. It is. It is. It's, it means botulinum toxin. Interesting. Botulin. I don't know. Just guess I'm canceling edit my, that part out. Yeah, I'm just gonna cancel my appointment next week then. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, 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 fair. Let's get into the next story about Michigan contract negotiations. Healthcare workers in Muskegon, Michigan, alluded to a strike after they set a deadline for contract negotiations on Monday with their parent company. Trinity Health Mercy Hospital workers said if management fails to present agreeable terms by January 31st, the union intends to authorize its bargaining committee to do what's necessary to win a fair contract. Mercy's union, SEIU Healthcare Michigan, represents roughly 1,800 workers across three units. According to SEIU, negotiations with Trinity Health began in 2019. The workers' demands include raises and retention bonuses. SEIU says some workers lost all wage increase in 2017. Employees also claimed Mercy's pay is 15 to 20% below market value when compared to other hospitals in West Michigan. Oh, so there was a lot of strikes in the healthcare world in 2021. If you didn't know, there was, I mean, there's an article that I have pulled up that has, that says 14 strikes that happened in December or in 2021 alone. So that's a lot. And I think a lot of it has to do with just the working conditions of the healthcare industry right now, after coming off and currently dealing with a pandemic, it's, you know, it's pretty demanding. Um, and then on top of that, there's high rates of burnout across the industry. There was a high rate of burnout in healthcare prior to the pandemic and the pandemic only accelerated that. I mean, I've heard stories of people that just got into the medical field and they already want to leave it because it's just, they just work too much and there's just too much too many, too many uh, patients with too little staff. So something's going to have to happen at some point. I just don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, I mean, we're going in year three of a pandemic and nothing's really changed. And it sounds as though a lot of healthcare industries are taking advantage of their workers. So it's, it's mm-hmm. very upsetting to see. 
It is. Hopefully things start working out a little bit better in, down the, you know, in the future. But I mean, I don't know. I think it's going to have to be some sort of government intervention. I'm not really sure. It's definitely political, but it's also like these are like, you know, doctors and nurses. These are like what I don't know. People look up to them in society because they're the ones you have to go to when you have issues that deal with your life. And now it's like these people don't want to work there anymore because of everything going on in terms of burnout and stuff. So I don't know. Gonna be interesting to follow. It's very sad, you know. They're human too. It's true. Doctors aren't. Doctors and nurses aren't invulnerable to the stressors of life. Exactly. Next up, Missouri mental health medication. Across the state of Missouri, the number of people taking mental health prescriptions has gone up 17% since January 2021. Callie Kemker, pharmacist at a drugstore, said this is not a typical increase over a year-long span. Kemker believes that a 17% increase is a big jump for a single year and believes that the situation deserves awareness and concern. Missouri has seen a clear increase in antidepressant and sleep aid prescriptions. Doctors typically don't suggest medication until mental health symptoms have grown to moderate or severe. This jump in prescriptions over the past year speaks to the severity of symptoms many more people are experiencing as the pandemic continues. One positive to come from the situation with mental health prescriptions is that people are going out to get care. It's a great sign people are noticing the fact that they are having symptoms of mental health and they are talking to someone about it. That's an interesting take at the end. It sounded pretty grim in the beginning, but it's also like, well, maybe maybe mental health has always been pretty bad and we just never really kept track of it. And now, you know, now that there's less, it's less stigmatized, people are actually going to to visit professionals that they need to visit. So, yeah, I mean, that, go ahead. I'm, I've found that, you know, as the, our generational like gap with our parents and grandparents, it seems as though mental health is less stigmatized, which, you know, leads people to seek out mental health professionals and treat the symptoms that they're having. And as we see people like Simone Biles and other Mm -hmm. big stars come out and talk about their mental health and show that you know, everyone's human, everyone is going through something and that it's okay to seek out help. It's definitely a big shift from what I remember just a few years ago. So it's very good to see, but also kind of sad because, you know, this pandemic's going into year three, as I said, and people are just, you know, suffering from isolation and not getting to have the same interactions that they had just a few years ago. Right. Yep. Well said. I, you know, it's like a silver lining. It's like a, well, you know, of course these, 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 of course these statistics are going to increase as people are, are visiting mental health professionals because the stuff is less stigmatized, but um, you know, it just seems like it's a negative thing, but really it, is it concerning the fact, I think what's more concerning is the fact that the end all be all solution might be prescribing medication, which might not always be the best thing for mental health people. I mean, just, I mean, just depending on, I'm obviously I'm not a mental health professional, but it might just be, you know, it might point out a fact that maybe prescribing medication isn't the best option for mental health. I mean, you never know. There could be some silver linings that come through this. So right now it seems bleak, but there's also, it's not that bad. It could be okay. It could be better. It could be worse. Exactly. And, you know, people with poor mental health, you know, as long as you're seeking out the resources and making sure that you take care of yourself, that's what's the most important thing. Well said. And with that, let's go into our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. 
It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Control. We talk about the latest breaches all across the world. Oh my gosh, Kaylee, what's the first one we got? We have BioPlus in big trouble. Two patients are seeking class action status in a lawsuit against BioPlus Specialty Pharmacy over its handling of an October 2021 data breach that impacted 350,000 individuals. The lawsuit noted that BioPlus did not notify the victims until December 2021. However, BioPlus was compliant with HIPAA's 60-day breach notification rule. Plaintiffs alleged that the Florida-based pharmacy failed to adequately safeguard its patients' personally identifiable information and failed to notify patients in a timely manner. A December 10th notice on BioPlus Specialty Pharmacy's website stated that the unauthorized party accessed files containing PII, including some social security numbers. So 350,000 individuals briefs um, is not something to like, you know, just kind of brush off. Um, I'm interested. I don't. I don't necessarily know how this class action lawsuit's going to go in terms of if it's going to go on the patient side or the company side. I mean, you know, with how many breaches that have been happening lately, especially in the healthcare industry, I, I don't necessarily think that it's going to go in the patient's favor. It just depends on what BioPlus Specialty Pharmacy um, has in place from a compliance standpoint and what they did to kind of remedy and alert people and if they followed all the requirements based on HIPAA or was there a big gap? Yeah. I mean, how sad people are, as we've talked about throughout this whole thing, you know, seeking out pharmacies to get their prescribed medications or get vaccines, whatever it is. And as people seek this out more, it's putting a lot of people at risk if the pharmacy doesn't have a great way to protect their patient's information. So, mm-hmm. and it's an interesting point to say that BioPlus did actually follow HIPAA's 60 day breach certification rule. So, that means that BioPlus has some sort of compliance in place to handle HIPAA breaches. So, it'll be interesting to see what else they have or if there's any actual gaps, like I kind of alluded to earlier, but very interesting to follow. So, we'll keep you updated. Next up, starting the new year on the wrong foot, Californian technology company Excelion Incorporated has reached a $8.1 million settlement to resolve a legal claim relating to a data breach in December of 2020. The class action lawsuit was filed on behalf of victims whose personal information was exposed during a cyber attack on Excelion's file transfer application, or FTA. The attackers were able to gain access to sensitive data, including names, contact information, dates of birth, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, and healthcare data. The class action lawsuit accused Excelion of failing to implement and maintain appropriate data security practices to protect its clients' sensitive data and failing to detect vulnerabilities in the security of its FTA. According to the documents filed in California federal court, Excelion accepted no liability for the breach and has denied all of the allegations. The tech company has proposed a settlement that includes $8.1 million to cover the claims, notices, and administration costs of Excelion FTA users. I don't know how many people were breached in this. So $8.1 million might seem like a lot, but it might not actually be that much. I, um, wow. $8.1 million, man. <laughs> man. Seems like a lot. But class action lawsuits, they're always very expensive for the organization, but usually they affect so many people that it, you really get like $5. Well, hey, $5 is $5. But also, <laughs> it's true. 
But also, I don't know if I would want $5 if my social security number, my driver's license number, my date of birth was out there because they didn't protect my data. So I don't know, pros and cons. Yeah, I don't. I, it's no, just, just kidding. Just cons. Mostly cons. <laughs> no, I mean, pros and cons. I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm going to see number of Excelion users breached. Okay, so 9.1 million people were impacted. So $8.1 million to 9 point, I'm sorry, excuse me, 9.2 million individuals. So $8.1 million divided by 9.1, you're going to get like 80 cents. I imagine not everyone who's impacted by the breach is going to be, is going to fall into the, you know, we need to pay you uh, tier. It just kind of depends. It's probably on a per user basis. So I imagine some users are going to get paid more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, this kind of goes back to the class action lawsuit thing that I talked about earlier. It seems like a lot in this case. In this instance, the, the California is trying to protect their consumers and ruled on the consumer side. But in reality, is it, are the consumers really going to be covered that much? So, I mean, that's kind of the next step, right? So, yeah. I don't know. And it's sad because I bet the people who got more money, more of their data was leaked. So Yep, right. So, it's like, hey, I'm getting paid, but also you can't really you can't really <laughs> throw money at losing your most personal information and pretend like it's going to be okay. Oh, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Goodwill joins the hack train. American nonprofit Goodwill has suffered a data breach affecting the users of its shopgoodwill.com e-commerce auction platform. Reports say the company's platform has had an exploitable vulnerability, which malicious actors abused to make away with the full names, email addresses, phone numbers, and mailing addresses of its users. It's not known exactly how many customers were affected by the breach, but Goodwill says it has patched up the vulnerability. The company's vice president, Ryan Smith, said the cyber attackers did not access any accounts and that no financial data was taken. So just to put into perspective, I mean, you could say like, well, of course, I'm not going to trust Goodwill, which is a secondhand clothing store in their e-commerce and make sure that everything is super, super secure. Of course not. Like it's a nonprofit. Of course, they're going to have vulnerabilities on their e-commerce website. But to put into perspective, Goodwill's revenue in 2013 was $5.1 billion. That's not profits. Obviously, it's a not-for-profit. But with that much revenue, there's really no excuse for Goodwill to not have the, the correct uh, security protocols in place so that this doesn't happen. Um, now, that's not to put Goodwill on blast, but it's just, just to say, you know, the joke exists. We're going to acknowledge that the joke exists, but it's not really like, you know, Goodwill is a nonprofit, but they still make a ton of revenue every year. So, yeah, um, people attacking nonprofits. There's no bounds. That's a good point. There's no boundaries as to what type of organization could get hacked. Municipalities are getting hacked. Um, nonprofits are getting hacked. You never know. I mean, it's just a matter of you got to make sure if you have a business that you have cybersecurity practices in place and remediation steps in case of an incident because there's no boundaries, like I just said. Yeah. Find a new hobby, hackers. Find a new hobby. <laughs> wow. This is a PSA to all the hackers out there. <laughs> If, you're li- if you are listening, find a new hobby. Knitting, it's not my thing, but it could be yours. Knitting's nice. Crocheting, sometimes people do. Rug making is a big trend right now. Dogs. Get a dog, get a cat, get a lizard, anything. It's true. 
Stop hacking. I imagine hackers are probably like cat people, most likely. Uh, that's, a, that's an assumption. It is an assumption. Not to say like that it's like, a bad thing. They I'm have saying, snakes. I think they have reptiles. Oh, they have snakes. Oh, I can see that. Maybe tarantulas. Ugh. Ugh. Back, back to the beginning, fear of spiders. Oh, see? Way to wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. What a segue. Wow. You're welcome. And that's it for this week's wrap-up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Kayla McDevitt. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bandage Podcast produced by eTactics.